From that moment, I think that was me hooked. They didn't want women at the golf club on a Saturday. 10 times more money each week for the men's. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today, the Noongar Wadandi Mort. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Scratch the surface and everyone has a story. Welcome, Kaya, to the Wisdom of Women. Our guest today is a golf professional who loves nothing more than watching a new player hit that perfect shot. Welcome, Shaney War. Now, I have to admit, me and Joe, we don't mind hitting a golf ball. We're absolute pros. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaney, mm-hmm. you better me, trust me. these girls out a little bit later <laughs> I on. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see yeah. that. We're <laughs> really if we remember what the thing's called with the other thing. You'll be, yeah. you'll be grateful that it's dark and we can't actually do it tonight. Shame. Oh, I love what it. A shame. <laughs> now, Shani, you've got a, a really big career you've had um, internationally. I have been Googling and, and <laughs> you know, take hearing all about it. No, it did take a little bit of a while. Um, the go- love of, of golf. How mm. on earth did this happen? Because not every kid is out there. I mean, it's probably different nowadays, but not every kid is out there when you're a youngin, and I'm not saying that you're old, but when you're a youngin, <laughs> how did it happen? Um, I My parents play, yep. played. My mum started playing golf when she was pregnant with me, so maybe that's where the um, where the ability came from. Dad would dis- disagree with that comment because he's quite he's a very good athlete. Mum's yeah, right. got a really good attitude, so I think hopefully I got both those put together. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, I tried to play golf when I was about eight, but I was a skinny little girl that couldn't really hit it and not very far when I did hit it. So I wasn't very interested and I thought I was going to be a footballer or a cricketer so or a hockey player. Yeah, I I love that. Actually, can <laughs> yeah. I just say um, my husband just wanted to make sure you do remember him when he used to play under 12s football with you at school. It's all he could rave about was, yeah, I played with Shane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, if I could play half as well as your husband <laughs> played footy, I think I would have played the wrong sport you could probably. Have been the AFLW I'd probably by now. still be playing the AFLW <laughs> at 53 years of age. But, yeah, so I just tried every sport and, and I guess um, it really hated golf because I, I think it was just too slow for me. And then and plus I wasn't very good at that age. And it's a frustrating sport. Yeah. Yeah, and everything I wanted to do was fast. Mm. So, you know, swing fast and this ball just ran on the ground and that sort of thing is super frustrating because yeah. it looks easy on TV, right? Oh, yeah. Even, yeah. We even had TV back then, Sydney, that, you know, <laughs> um, so you can yeah. watch a little bit of golf on TV. But, uh, yeah, and I just think it was just I didn't like it really, to be honest. And then I tried again when I was about to turn 14 and, and I was, you know, started puberty and stuff like that. So I was a bit bigger and stronger and um, I probably luckily very early on made a par on the 11th hole at Bunbury Golf Club. I remember it vividly. I don't remember my first birdie, but I remember my first mm-hmm. par. And so, I, from that moment, I think that was me hooked. Done. Excellent. I love that. Mm. You were hooked. So how yeah. hooked? How hooked were you? Were you um, just so passionate that you're out there most days I, or weekends or? I th- I can't remember. I think um, I was probably pretty lucky that there wasn't a lot of good golfers around, female golfers around. Mm. So I looked better than I probably was. You know, like I got I, I, got, I got invited to you know like um special coaching in Perth and stuff like that because I was probably the only female around the place who could get the ball up in the air. I mean that in all seriousness. So who was, who was noticing you then? Um, it was the West Australian Ladies Golf Union. 
So they, they merged with the West Australian Golf Association and now it's Golf WA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the ladies, you know, watched walk around, used to walk around in their beige coat overcoats with their shooting sticks and really? nip of brandy and stuff and watch yeah. us. They'd hide behind the trees. Well, they thought they were hiding oh, behind the trees. Awesome. And watch us. And then, you know, they were the state selectors and stuff like and that. And they'd be, oh, yeah. this one's pretty good. Yeah, Talented. yeah. And I think when you're younger, you don't even quantify how good you are or how mm. bad you mm. are. You just play and, and you mm. you just... Um, Everything just sort of like evolves in front of you and you don't mm. really, I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think the biggest thing I was interested in was the handicap system, which, you know, you could gauge your improvement by how quickly your handicap was coming down. Mm-hmm. It's really the only way you could judge because golf is such a, as you girls would know with your experience on <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. oval, um, <laughs> you know, one shot's really good and the next one's really bad. And I think yeah. so it's hard to, it's hard yeah. to say, oh, I'm getting better because you can hit this absolutely crap shot and you yeah. think, well, I was getting better until I hit that shot. Now I'm back to ground zero. Mm. So I think the handicap system for me was the big was the big um, motivator. And every time there was school holidays coming up, you know, I'd think, oh, great, I can play like eight games of golf for these school holidays and my handicap will come down even further. And then I'd spend the rest of that term trying to play to that new handicap. School holidays would come along again. I'd go down again. Wow. So, yeah, so I was actually – so I think I'm quite driven by the um, – uh, the obvious mm. um, competitiveness is it, is, it, is, it ex, is it extrinsic motivation probably felt like extrinsic mm. ex, extrinsic motivation to me but it's probably quite mm. intrinsic that I wanted to see that handicap come down but but never yeah. really knew yeah. where it was leading to I never thought oh, I'll be a pro one day never I, I was just gonna ask about that. at what point though did you turn around and realize or did someone say to you you're really talented at this you could go far what are you going to do with it well I never had anyone say that to me my parents were the were great parents in the sense that they really didn't build me up in any way. You know, they, they'd say, oh, well, you know, that's sort of – they never said, come on, you're not practising hard enough or well, anything. Just turned around and did the, oh, that's good, dear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, apparently when I was not at the golf club, they were bragging up a storm. But, oh. you know, when I was there, there was no way they were bragging sort of thing. So I think um, it just – Again, being in Western Australia, not a huge population, mm. very few junior girl golfers, you know, just got identified early and didn't really get any, we didn't, there was no such thing as, you know, Australian squad, oh, there was Australian teams, but there wasn't like, you know, um, um, squads or, you know. So no real pathway to, set in no, place? No, 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 no. You just, the amateur body wanted you to play for Western Australia. Yeah. And maybe you might play for Australia, but heaven forbid you want to do anything professional mm, mm. that was a big no-no back then that right in fact when I actually turned pro I I actually um wrote to the Australian Ladies Golf Union and just said you know I'm turning professional it's the most mature thing I think I did as a 21 year old was actually <laughs> yeah, write that right. letter but um yeah I wrote and um, didn't get a response or and then heard a comment through the grapevine that they said oh she'll never make it <laughs> Never make it. So I thought, Hello. oh well, Kitty. I don't care. I was twenty-one. Yes. I didn't care. I was really <laughs> quite immature, twenty-one, and one adventure. Yeah, I was about to embark on that. Really, wasn't about the golf. It was about the adventure. I think. Yeah. So, what? How did this adventure start? So you went state, national. When did you go overseas? Like, when was your first? Well, I um, was studying at uh, phys ed, teaching in Perth, and. A friend of mine who was living in Victoria at the time said, you should come and live in Victoria and play more golf. They had more golf tournaments over there. They had more good golfers. Mm-hmm. So that was sound like a very sensible thing to do. So I tried to transfer my phys ed studies to Monash University in Melbourne. Didn't fill out the forms properly. So when I, by the time I got to Melbourne, I hadn't been accepted. Oh. So you can imagine that phone call back home to mum. She was furious. So what she did said, you do? I just got a part-time job at the local golf driving range and lived like an absolute 
bum and play golf, you know, like... Oh, you were living the dream then, weren't you? But I was. I, I had no money, but I remember going to the nightclubs and stuff like that <laughs> and having a great, great time. time. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and really, you know, I don't think I ever... I mean, I don't think I ever didn't have any food or anything like that. You made like it that. work. Yeah, yeah, and then... So I was in Melbourne for a year playing lots of golf and then um, a, a, a friend, another friend of mine, golfer, um, had turned pro and she'd been on the... Um, she's the same age as me. She'd been, um, she'd been up in Japan for a year beautiful girl queenslander you know tall slim really attractive was um doing all these calendars in japan she was also could play quite well and that sort of thing and she just called me and she goes oh i can get you into this um um tournament uh this professional tournament um in a month or so um in queensland um do you want to play and i said yeah yeah yeah, i'll play great you know i'm sure i can get queensland somehow and she goes it's just one catch you have to turn pro and i went oh what is All that right in, then. What, what, what does that entail? <laughs> so what is that? Yeah. What, yeah. Oh, well, back then, uh, I think you still just do the same thing. You'd, I just wrote to the the professional body, the female professional body, and just said I want to turn pro. And you had to have a certain handicap, mm-hmm. and then um, which I had, and they so like, yep, no worries. So went straight into that tournament, finished fourteenth, made like I think. Three thousand dollars or four thousand oh, dollars. That's so all right. I am that the age. richest twenty-one-year-old in Australia. Right? Ching ching. Score. I felt like I. <laughs> so good. I thought I was so rich. Well, Which I was. I was compared to a student. I was super yeah. rich. Um, but not to be a golf professional and then going to go on mm. tour and play. So then, then I took this. All happened. I can't remember this. How this came to happen. But then I there was another tournament by the same sponsor up in Cairns. And a month later, and I went up and played in that. And there was actually some players from America came and played in that. And I finished 20th in that one, made another $4,000. So so well, I had, I'd like Man. to say I had $8,000 in my bank account. Yep. I think I spent a bit of money <laughs> yeah. doing that. We had so flights I, I took off to Europe. Yeah, a lovely old guy at the driving range in Melbourne um, paid for my flight to England. So I went Cairns, England, and just started playing the Ladies European Tour. About only a couple of years later, they introduced the qualifying tournament, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to even qualify. I just they obviously had spots yeah. in the tournament, so yeah. I played um, my first tournament in Woburn in England, mm-hmm. and that was in 1991. And yeah, just went from there, and then just started to get comfortable on the European tour, and thought, oh well, I might go to America now. So stupid because you know you're just getting comfortable on one tour, mm. and and think oh, I'll go to the big tour now. I'll go to the LPGA in America. I went to qualifying school over there and. And got uh, the, the final qualifying spot, which wasn't a fully exempt spot. So, you know, I had to hang around and wait for it to get into a tournament if players weren't playing. Or you could also tee up on a Monday and try and sh- shoot it out with everyone else for two spots. So I did that a couple of times. So I played like six or seven tournaments that year. Just loved it. Played quite well. And then... Is it really competitive? Yeah, 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 yeah. And cutthroat? Uh, are the other yeah. women were they supportive of you as a, I think you know, largely, as a group? I think oh, largely. Good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's yeah. what people imagine that you know. There's you know um, no. bitches in the clo- in the yeah. locker room. There, there's a few strange girls. Um, <laughs> strange. Well, it's, you know, if you're playing an individual sport. You mm. have to have played it from a young age. You know, you you're good at it. So you know, you're probably you know socially. A lot of them weren't very well adjusted socially. Mm. I yeah. used to say to people that. Yeah, because she's so narrowly you, focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd. And so I used to say that you could line up all the L- girls that played on the LPGA in a line, the girls I knew on, on the tour, and I could say, you played a team sport, you didn't play a team sport, you didn't play a team sport, you played a team sport, 
you know, so on and so yeah. forth. Because you, can you tell. could tell. You could just tell. The ones that yeah. never really played a team yeah. sport, yeah. Yeah. odd. You know, yes. not really my yes. type of person. Yeah. 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 So thankfully, I'd played lots of team sport when I was younger, <laughs> you so I could say, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you were okay. okay. Yeah, I was, I was oh, yeah, I'm fine. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was anyway. That's the main thing. That's really good. Yeah. So you're yeah. in America, PGA. Was there mentors? Was there older women in the competition at that stage? That you... uh, oh, there was. I was young. Um, yeah. There was a few Australians, which was great. I think they, you know, you naturally look out for your, your countrymen. So, mm. you know, I had. I remember when I first went to Europe, in fact, Karen Lunn, who's now in, interestingly is the CEO of the Ladies Tour here mm. in Australia, she, um, I sat with her on the plane on the way from Cairns to London and she basically gave me a, a quick session on, you know, this is, do this, do this, don't do that, you know, yeah. this sort of, and really that helped me a lot. Like that was a great mentoring session on the flight yeah. on the way over. I wouldn't have had a clue. when I, Now when I think about it, I wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. So that she sort of took me under her wing, and other players um, take you under their wing. I think that um, you know, like Jan Stevenson was playing. Remember Jan oh, Stevenson? Oh, who yeah. doesn't remember yeah. her? No, Sydney wouldn't have a clue who we're no. talking about. No, no. <laughs> you do. So that's no. so that was cool. I mean, well, sort of. I mean, she, she, and she's so, actually a really nice person. I, I quite like. Her. So she's, that's interesting yeah. as well because a lot of that centered around what she wore. So yeah. Jan Stevenson was made a little bit famous for what was considered risque golfing outfits. Yes. Because it is very traditional, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Did you watch on and go, oh, I'm wearing a skirt? No, shorts, wasn't it? I would have had shorts on shorts. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she broke so much ground and what people people focus on, you know, her lying in a bathtub of golf balls. Mm. I don't know if you can picture that iconic mm. conic picture of her. Yeah. Um, and everyone focuses on that. She actually won a couple of majors yeah. and yeah. she won some tournaments. She's a legitimately, yeah. she was a champion golfer, yeah, but yeah. no one focuses no. on that. Right. Like that's the disappointing part, mm. but that's the, that's the era that we were from. And look, Jan, I'm, I'm sure she would agree. She would um, ad- admit that she was leveraging as much as she could. I don't think she was doing it necessarily for herself. I think she was doing it for women's golf. Because she's a smart lady, uh, very uh, smart lady. How did men in general view women on the golf course? Oh, it, back it, then? Yeah. Oh, horrendous. Yeah, like I remember saying to my dad when I was a junior, can I come and caddy for you on a Saturday? And he gave me every excuse under the sun why I couldn't come and caddy for him on a Saturday. But the, the the real reason was they didn't want women at the golf club on a Saturday. Yeah. Then I remember sitting on a committee when I was about 16, probably Sydney's age, 16 or 17, with my mum, not a committee but a, like a group. We got together and created um, the Bunbury Golf Club um, business women's competition. So we actually got some time slots on a Saturday morning. Wow. So Whoa, fast forward out. to 2021. So we're talking about 1980, Ooh. I don't know, like 1986 or something. Mm. Fast forward to 2021 and they just allowed a, a women to play in the afternoon at Bunbury Golf Club. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, no, gee. It's been a few. Gee, we've come far, haven't we? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So you know, professional women who you know, I've got a few friends that um, are nurses or um, you know, work work shift work or something mm. like that. So they might work till ten o'clock on a Friday night, mm. and ha- and that they had to get up and play their golf at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, mm. just to be able to play on a Saturday. Yeah. So they. A few of them advocated for afternoon tea times, you know, so they could actually live like a normal human being and, yeah. and sleep in and 
do a few chores or whatever they had to do and then yeah. go to golf whenever they wanted, really. And not be and treated as a second-class citizen. No, it took a lot. It took a, a fair bit of agitating yeah. to get that to um Clearly. To happen. It took yeah, yeah. 30 years. It's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Gosh. I wonder yeah. if golf is probably one of the last sort of... Yeah, I think so. ...holds of yeah, I think so. misogyny and yeah. men grasping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I think so. And so still not great, but it's better. Yeah, mm. and and clearly though, back when you were young, playing in that international arena as well, that was still. Yeah, I mean, just, you just have to look at the prize money. Yeah, you know, what comparison was it? between men and oh, I, don't, I, never, I never did the sums because if you did, you, you'd probably be pretty sad. But um, yeah. I don't know, uh, ten times more money each week for the men. So if we're yeah, playing okay. for a prize fund of a million, they're playing for a prize fund. Oh, maybe maybe five times. When I first started in America, mm. so they'd be playing for five million. We'd be playing for one million. Yeah. That's the total prize pool. Yeah, okay. Prize mm. pool, um, yeah. and it's probably worse now. Like I think the men's has gone through the roof. Like they're playing for you know you win and you win ten million. I think yeah. you know whereas the girls has increased but not by a not whole amount. Much. Not really by mm. it's it's probably wor- they're probably worse off relative to the men. I'm just guessing because I don't watch golf because I find it really boring. But <laughs> well, it's great to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite it's hard fun to, to play. Watch. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been some interesting characters in golf as well that have clearly elevated it just beyond golf spectators. Um, when you talk about you know the Tiger Woods and and so forth, um, they help the industry or they help the sport. Clearly. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about misogyny and stuff like that, but then there's also the racist element, yes, which is definitely alive true. and well. And yeah. Target has smashed a lot of those. Mm. Again, probably not as evolved. We haven't evolved as much in that area as what we probably should have, especially given we've had such an advocate as Tiger. Mm. Um, yeah. But, you know, I played on the uh, LPGA when um, the Korean girls started mm. to make their mark. And mm. and so I was on the, that tour for 11 years when I first started my friend Pearl who's a Korean American she was the only Korean girl that was playing and then by oh, the, wow. the time I'd finished when I retired there was probably 20 Korean South mm. Korean girls playing and I think that there's more now mm. and it's no surprise that they're good because mm. you know the the, the the discipline that they have and the the um Work ethic they've got is far outweighs most Western Western people, I would say, and 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 apparently I don't know if how true this is, but apparently they're physiologically um, their pelvis is slightly different to ours. Oh, I've so, heard about that. Yeah, yeah. You heard that? Oh, yeah. I thought yeah, I made that okay. up. I thought I was making that up when no, I was talking to someone else about that. Obviously, in the golf circles we run in, yeah, we hear all <laughs> we about hear it. All about it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, apparently, so they can. Um, I don't know what it allows them to do. I think it allows them to rotate um, their hips wow. easier yeah. than than a than a a, a very um, inflexible white person from Bunbury. <laughs> so, how did you keep your body fit? Was it yoga, Pilates? No, did nothing. It, nothing. Play golf. Me. Yeah, did nothing. That's it. Again, it, it tell just... me you stretched at least, for God's sake. Um. I remember going into the fitness trailer so we had a fitness trailer in oh um, yeah right you needed that but it was more it was as much about um injuries as it was about fitness so you'd go in there if you sort of had it you know tight shoulders or sore elbows or you know or whatever 
And I remember being in there getting some work done on my – I had tennis elbow for a little while. Mm. I was getting some work done on my tennis elbow and Annika Sorenstam, who oh, is the greatest ever yeah. female golfer, I, I think. I can't think of anyone who's better than – achieved more than her. Yeah. She came in and I thought, oh, my God, how exciting. Annika must be injured. Did you get star, a bit starstruck? No, I knew her because, you know, you know yeah. the girls you're playing yeah, okay. against. And then I was like, oh, she must be injured. Oh, this is great gossip because my other <laughs> friend was Swedish as well and I thought I'm going to tell my mate that, yeah, that the yeah. great Annika is injured. Anyway, she jumped on this um, – this like a what do you call those um, elliptical you know, yeah. machines where you mm-hmm. like, run like that, yeah. and she started working out, and I was like, "What is she doing?" And like she I couldn't believe up. it. No, I think it was after the round, oh. but she was just working yeah. on her fitness See, and stuff like that. She kept fit. Yeah, so she was the first, and so I think it was her and Tiger that actually uh, created what we see today, which is lot more stuff in the gym or in your hotel room with stretching and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and less hard work on the driving range mm-hmm. so we used to work on the driving range yeah, we'd right. be hitting golf ball hundreds of golf balls stand putting for an hour chipping for an hour you know you mm-hmm. just we were we got fit golf fit by yeah. doing golf whereas now it's all about um full body yeah yeah yeah. i can't imagine what it would be like to have had my career now yeah you know i don't know I've been, oh, i'm sure i would have been better but i, mm. I would have hated it i think because i don't like <laughs> exercise so <laughs> So this is it just floors me because having played against Shaney in high school, this person who's amazing at sports is like exercise. It's like, oh my god, it took all our effort just to keep up with you, and you're like, I don't even like it. Oh, the natural ability. Yeah, yeah. I like to play, like play sports. I think I can do that to the cars come home, but the actual, you know, go to the gym or or get down on the ground and stretch, which I knew would have been good for me. Like I remember standing on the driving range and for a long period of time on tour. Because it's like a, it's like one day rolls into the next. So you, you hit lots of balls one day. You're a little bit sore the next day, and I used to get really tight through my shoulders because mm. that's where I held all my stress or mm-hmm. my tension and that sort of thing. And I, the first three shots on the driving range, I looked like the lady hacker from down the road because <laughs> the ball just like run on the ground because or I was Sid so and Joe stiff across the oval. <laughs> I don't know what you're no talking about. about pro. Well, you know like... the ball's supposed to go up in the air. <laughs> oh. Obviously. Yeah, so I, so I was I was paying for it the next day because t- the first yeah. few shots would just be shocking, but that's why you went to the driving range yeah. to warm up before the game was to actually get the body moving and that sort of thing. Did you ever yeah. suffer a, an injury that really took you down? Not really. I had tennis elbow in my um. Well, it started in one arm and then it went into the other one. It left that arm, went to the other one, and I used oh. to think it was golf related, but I, but it wasn't until I took, did one of my golf holidays um, several years after I retired. Um, took group away on a golf holiday and I actually took my golf clubs for a change and I, I was at the airport and I lifted up my golf ca- carry bag with the golf bag in it and started to pull it along like that mm. and I realised that's what created my uh-huh. tennis elbow I think because that action of lifting and yeah. um, gripping, lifting and then pulling that way. Yeah, was not good. Yeah, mm. so it didn't actually hurt to hit golf balls but it was, you know, mm. like doing little things like mm. looking like a pro and doing the waggle that hurt yeah. my elbow not the actual mm. act of hitting the golf ball. So no, I, no. besides that, which didn't really affect my golf, Amazing. I didn't have any injuries, which is, yeah. Mm. I, I think there's something to be said for being inflexible. <laughs> when it comes to injuries, like I watch the footballers, you know, I, I love my Eagles and I just can't believe all the injuries these guys get. But when you, I think when yeah. you're that finely tuned, well, it's going to happen. Mm. Whereas if you're like I was and not very <laughs> flexible, I never tried to do anything, you know, that was super... Mm. Um, strenuous because yeah. I just knew I couldn't so wow and you won a few things 
Yeah. You weren't. You actually <laughs> you like you think you were just... like a champ, champ. Well, when you yeah, I won three tournaments on the Ladies European Tour, which sounds pretty impressive. But when you've been when you did it for seventeen years, when I was on actually playing professional golf on tour for seventeen yeah. years, it's not a great strike rate. Three wins in seventeen years, really. Pretty impressed. Yeah. yeah. But so a lot of players never impressed. win. So yeah. I, so I'm I'm you know I know now in hindsight that I, I did, did achieve right. quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Just didn't feel like it at the time because you're always comparing. I think if you do this in life. You're always comparing yourself to the best in the field. Yeah. And so, you know, I had Annika Sorostam mm. to like, – mm. I had, first I had Kari Webb. Yes. Yeah. Then I had yeah. Seri Pak, who was the first real superstar South Korean player. And at the same time that she came along, Annika came along. So I had those three mm. that I played against week in, week out. Mm. And, you know, you just, you just fall way short of them. But when you think about it, when you retire, you think – well, okay, they beat me by a couple of, you know, one or two shots every round. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not that bad, really. When, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I make myself feel good by saying yeah. that. No, anyway. we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll take it, take it from me and Joe, okay? Right. You really well. <laughs> oh, thank you, girls. That's great. Um, is there any particular tournament that you're really proud of, like where there might have been a moment that you pushed through or a sweet shot came off and, you know, say one moment? Uh, yeah, I think I, I won the, a, a tournament in Wales. Uh, it was called the WPGA Championship of Europe, Championship of Europe in Wales. So we played it in Wales, and I um, I sunk a I don't know how far this is in meters, seventy seven foot putt. So Sydney, you got no chance of working out what that is in meters. So it's like twenty, is it twenty twenty three meter twenty four meter putt mm. up. I went down you know, across down a slope. You know it broke. It broke five different ways. It went in the hole. Oh my god! So I, I sunk that. I wasn't trying to sink it. I was like, because if I, I if I three putted, so if I had three putts, I was going to get into a playoff. Mm-hmm. So I was leading by two shots, two shots, three shots, playing the last hole. And the girl that was actually already finished, who was my closest person, was actually an amateur, a Welsh amateur. So I'm thinking, just three putt. So you get into a playoff with the amateur. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if you lose the playoff because you've got the check anyway. All mm. these thoughts went through mm. my head. And so I was just trying to not four putt, mm-hmm. which from 77 feet is actually a thing. It could mm-hmm. actually happen. Anyway, it, it went in and it was pretty, like the celebration was pretty. Yeah. I'm not very demonstrative, but it was pretty demonstrative. Pretty I was, cool. Yeah, and my caddy was like, he was behind me. He was like, yeah. Why don't you just sink it then? Oh. <laughs> just before it went in. And I was like thinking, seat, seat, seat. You know, I just wanted it to be close to the hole. Seat, seat, stop, stop, stop. Anyway, it disappeared. And I was, I don't know if I, sw- I may have sworn. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think you can tell on the tape. Oh. And, but that week was, it's, Matt, you ask about the challenge. You know, I was actually sharing um, a, a room with my best mate and she um, ruptured, oh, did she rupture a disc? No, she had a bulging disc in her back. Oh, God. So, um, she hates Kylie Minogue because we were saying this uh, in this hotel and there was a wedding on one night and she woke up with the bad back and she could hear a Kylie Minogue song oh, yeah. playing at the wedding. So she now hates Kylie so Minogue. So that's a trigger now. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. She starts getting back pain every time she hears Kylie Minogue. She's probably oh, glad no. she's probably retired. Oh, but anyway, no. so, so the night before the last round, I actually was at 3 o'clock in the morning, I was trying to put this 5 foot 11 um, Swedish Viking female into the smallest tyre car in the world oh. so I could take it to the emergency room. Oh my so that's gosh. like 3 o'clock in the morning. So <gasps> no no sleep, you know, broken broken sleep, 
taking her to the... She was the captain of the European Solheim Cup team, which was being announced that next day. So she's stressed about that. I'm trying to get sleep. So I'm, you know, trying to... It's quite funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. Like, trying to close the back door. I'm trying to get her into the back. She literally couldn't move. Like, she was in so much pain. Oh. And she was too tall for the back seat. So I'm like, I was like, okay, just lift your, just lift yourself up when I say lift yourself up, which she couldn't do. So oh. I just slammed the door and, you know, you, you, I slammed oh. it and I was like, well, slammed it and then gave it another little push and I was like, oh, Well, it shuts. So clearly my body parts. <laughs> just, <right>? just. <laughs> Dan Heron and long legs. Yeah, exactly. Rude. Anyway, um, yeah, so she, so that was, that was oh. all part of it. So I think, I think it helped. Because did I wasn't that bothered about yeah. the golf side. Yeah. I was going to say, did you ever consider that that you know might have been something you needed to do at the start of every big comp day, <laughs> like yes. a, like the lucky yeah, sock or the lucky it's it. the lucky yep. trip to the ER? Well, because you may have worked out already. I I've, I walk fast. I talk fast. Mm. I swing the golf club fast. So when I'm tired, I've actually got a better chance to do well because um everything slows down a little bit. Yeah. So mm. so I don't think it was a, ba- a bad thing at all. Because one of the other tournaments I played really well in her daughter. At, the same girl's daughter, um, I was rooming with the daughter, little little tiny daughter. That was the big thing. We were in Atlanta and it was like, oh, I'm going to share my hotel room with little <clears throat> Tuba was her name, gorgeous girl. She's now got a child and everything. She's yeah. actually an adult. Oh and they'd flown over from Sweden, so I think that was right. And so when it was time for bed, she wasn't ready to go to bed. So I've got her in my room. <laughs> and so I'm still up at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> To get this kid to bed, nice. mum's in the next room. You're like a baby, and I played well that week too. I was oh. shattered. I was really shattered, and I think I think that, so. There is a theme for me to mm. the, the tiredness is yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, all right. So mm. no lucky jocks. Just get yourself tired. No, but I used to try and match my tees with my what did I match my color of my tees with oh. my outfit. Yeah, okay. Mm. I was going to ask you mm. about mm. standard golfing outfits did you have a certain style i i had a clothing contract golf clothing contract for one year out of 17 because i hated golf clothes so i actually used to come home to bunbury and go and go shop for Mm. like surfy brands anything that wasn't golfy So I really, I, like a lot of girls like, you should just get a clothing contract yeah. and save, you know, get some money or, or save yourself some money because it was a women's tour so you didn't really get paid to wear the clothes. Mm. And I said, I hate them. I really I don't Enough like it. that you wouldn't even yeah. put up with it. You couldn't look at yourself in the mirror in no, your No, I just hated it. You know, I grew up, you know, at the beach, yeah. Hungry Hollow, Bunbury. You know, yeah. I wanted to wear a pair of shorts and... I'd wear thongs if you could play golf in thongs, you know, not yeah. a thong, but thongs. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I remember going to, um, what was that shop in, in Victoria Street? Um, one of the Brown Boys had a really cool oh, garbage. shop. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah, mm. I, I shopped there for a couple mm. of years. And, yeah, okay. And so, oh, you wore, you wore Glenn's garbage clothes onto, oh. Yeah. That's it was actually, he actually had a brand in there called Golf, golf Punk. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which wasn't really for golf, but it kind of was, yeah. I guess. So I wore that a little bit of that. Yeah, oh, right. that's, that's as close as I got to golf gear. Golf did you month. did you ever get any pressure about how what women should be wearing on the golf course? Was there standards? Not on tour. Not on tour. We could wear short shorts. Whatever but you in liked. golf clubs, absolutely. Mm. Had a, I've got several stories about. Um, Tell us your worst one. Where you were just absolutely horrified and yeah, would have I, gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right so. <laughs> 
the toss up we between the two as a local one and an interstate Ooh, one. I'm going to interstate You don't have to give us names or anything, but do you no. know? Uh, no, I'll go the interstate one. So I was uh, playing for Western Australia and um, I was playing in the Australian Foursomes Championship. So um, Sarah Gautry, who's a girl from Royal Fremantle in Perth, we were partners. My mum had made us matching shorts. So I had... I had pink and white pinstripes and she had green and white pinstripes. I had a pink Lacoste shirt. She had a green Lacoste shirt. We'd saved up all our money to get these, buy these Lacoste mm-hmm. shirts. As you can imagine, they're pretty expensive. And we had this, mum had made us a stripy pants. So we looked a million dollars. I think yeah. we may have even given ourselves little bow ties. Oh, I can't remember. It. I know, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we want photos. Now I think of, oh, I think I've got one. Hey. This is my 21st album. <laughs> so anyway, I was about... I was about 19, I reckon. I'd just gone to uni. So, you know, what is it, the freshman 15 that, you know, you put on a little bit of weight your first year at uni. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little chubby. And so therefore, when I, to do my shorts off, I had to pull them up a bit high to get them over my waist. So we're on the putting green about to go out and play 36 holes in one day at in Queensland, really hot, you know, really steamy, yeah. hot. We're on the putting green. This lady walks over and goes, you come with me. Your shorts are too short. And I'm thinking... What about her? What about Sarah? She's got the same shorts as me on. And uh, I go, what about her? And she said, no, hers are fine. And I was like, what? So she dragged me into the ladies' locker room. I had to kneel down on the floor up against the wall and they had like a a ruler attached to the wall so they could measure from the ground to the start of your shorts. Mm. And if if that gap Mm -hmm. was longer than whatever, I can't remember, not very long, mm. um, you couldn't play. So mine were too short. No. <laughs> yep. So either I don't play, which was never going to happen because it was the Australian Forsens Championships mm, and Sarah yeah. would have killed me, um, so I had to put my rain pants on. So I had to play 36 holes of golf in one day in, mm. Queen, in Brisbane uh, in the heat. My goodness. <laughs> Your face <laughs> Just rubbish. Oh, it? so rubbish. It's oh. just um and they wonder and they wonder why there's not many women playing golf because that's the sort of rubbish we had to put up with, mm. you know, at the Australian championships mm. when, you know, you you'd think you it's beyond oh, that, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. we're all we're all good golfers, we've all played lots of golf, you know, if mm. I'm like half a centimetre too short because I've put on a couple of kilos or a couple of pounds back then, a couple of kilos it would have been. Um yeah, just ridiculous. So it's half a centimetre? I can't remember. I just something ridiculous. This, I think I said this is a joke. Yeah. 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 It is a joke. But it wasn't a joke. I had to go and put my rain pants on. Yeah. I don't you know. even know. I had my rain pants. You know, it's too hot to wear. You did. Yeah. Yeah. That's reminding me of when I was at school at Catholic college, and similar, mm. uh, we had to have the measurement of our school uniforms. Mm. Yeah, it was the same. Above, but yeah, the sport. nuns would get out the yeah. yeah it's bad enough at school. But yeah, this let is alone. Sport. Yeah. Yeah. This is a sport. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that's just, that's probably, I think everyone of my era would have lots those of those kind of stories. stories. Yep. Did you ever get yourself in trouble with saying too much or just turning around and saying, oh, that's rubbish? Or... I think that's the only time I actually said something out loud. Yeah. That's rubbish. And I remember thinking, good one, Shane, you know, it's royal. It was royal Queensland, the golf club. You know, it doesn't get much nudier than that. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, you probably shouldn't have said that. But you sort of should have said mm-hmm. that. Mm, you know, I felt mm, like mm. I felt like you know, it's I felt like okay to say that, but you know, I think the re- repercussions could have been pretty dire for that particular day. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> for you. So, do, yep. do golf clubs Certainly. in general just think themselves a lot better than lots of other sport? 
Is that why they hold on to this misogynistic <gasps> framework? Yeah, what is it? I think it's just such a traditional sport. And I think my observation, and I don't know if this is right or not, but because I don't have, I can't reference every golf club in the world, but no. it's they make these rules, or they don't make these rules. These rules have always been in existence and they don't ever question them. Mm. So the, you know, the short, short thing is why, why is, why do, is that a thing? Yeah, why you know, is that why even is an issue? Why is it a thing? Mm. And, and now, mm. now it'd be, the young people would be horrified if, if they said, well, we don't want to look at your ugly fat legs. It was a couple of comments I've heard and I thought, really? Oh my goodness, God. we've evolved a lot since those It'd days. go viral, wouldn't it? It'd oh, go yeah, viral and it'd be, yeah. that, that was, yeah. So I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was um, just blatantly following tradition without even ever questioning mm. it from, from the committee members. Or, you know, whether it's, you know, don't let the men see your legs. I, can't, I don't know. I don't know. I, so was it traditionally, though, women that were controlled enforcing it, and, uh, and yeah. directed as to how they would dress? I mean, men still have to follow standard of dress, do they? Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, um, so on the boys' side, it was the long white socks. Yeah. You know, like I remember being, uh, I was probably just about finished being a junior. I was probably about to turn pro. And I remember one of the boys, junior golfers at Bunbury, was told to, um, he couldn't play because he didn't have his, he had shorts on, but he didn't have his long white socks. Mm. Um, and he said, I remember him saying to whoever said you can't play, he said, I can't even find long white socks. Where do you buy long white socks? Yeah. And the the club officials, oh, have you tried Cronshaw's? You know, like they actually mm. came back and he's like, yeah, my, my parents went there. They couldn't find long white socks. Yeah. If that isn't a sign, though, that you're outdated, yeah. When you can't Clothing you can't even etiquette get a maybe needs yeah. to go. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. it's still, the golf club that will remain nameless, they had this recently put up this sandwich board of, of you know, are you dressed appropriately to play golf? And mm-hmm. it had pictures of... <laughs> Of appropriate golf golfing attire, and this is a, a youngish guy, you know, posing on the pit on the bill, the, the sandwich board, dressed in you know the pleat, you know the, sh- the longer shorts mm-hmm. and the, the polo shirt, and yeah, so he was dressed like a golfer. And I thought, oh my god, I can't wait to get around the other side of this sign to see what the women's one. Oh, you know, it's the women one. <laughs> so I walked around the other side of the sign, and it was just the same as the other side. And I was like. So, oh, women, we can wear what we want. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's no you know? guideline here. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, is that, again, that's misogyny. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. don't even bother to have mm-hmm. one for the women. So, I, yeah, anyway. And it's so bizarre. irrelevant to how you play the sport. Yeah. What, for goodness sake, does how you dress have to do with how you play? It's distracting it's just... for others, other players, Mom. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of experience. Yeah. yeah. And when I get out there in my short shorts, she can't coach. Uh, yeah. She's like, Joe, please. <laughs> Don't Put bend over and pick up the ball. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. drop it. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. A, it's so interesting. Yeah. So golf is a long way behind in a lot of ways. Yeah. It is. I think, yeah. it's a, I think it's the holding on to, tradi- to tradition and that's okay for the the people who grew up with that tradition, you know. I said because I do lots of um, I do beginner women's programs and there you I, go, when, girls. When, <laughs> I think they're, they're past that. They're, yeah, they're yeah, we're past. We're good. squad. Um, and I and I start to tell them, you know, when we start getting close to, to the end of the program, and I know that they're about to, you know, go and have their couple of little goes on the golf course and that sort of thing with the lovely ladies, and and I start saying, oh, you know, I start saying things like, oh, you know. Um, 
So, so there's this thing where you, you know, you don't walk across someone's line. Like if they're putting from here to there, you don't walk straight across and they're like, oh, why not? And I go, um, oh, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know why. And then I have to think back to when, you know, the old days when we used to wear spiked shoes, you know, because we'd leave like little, little spike marks yeah. in the grass. And then this is actually a thing. If you putt and your ball hits one of those spike marks, it can make the ball yeah. devi- deviate. So that was so. This yeah, is another example of not, you know, just keeping the rules or the etiquette the same, not reviewing them. Mm. You should review that because mm. that no one wears spikes anymore. Mm. So it does, you're not going to leave a spike mark on their line. Mm. So let them walk across it. If it's pouring down with rain and the, and the greens are soggy, maybe walk around. But you mm. know, none of us weigh enough where we're going to put a dent in a no, because they're like really firm greens mm. and and mm. you put on and that sort of thing. So. So it just has they haven't just haven't thought about it. You know, mm. they just make these they just cut blanche, make these rules or mm. or roll these rules over from bygone yeah. era that really have no. And if relevance. they want it to evolve and keep growing, they they need to evolve. Yeah. Oh, the ladies go look at me like, what? And then you can see them start to panic mm. that they oh my god, and what else do we have to worry about? And you mm. say, oh well, don't um, you know, don't talk when someone's hitting, which is a little bit easier to understand, yeah. I suppose. But yeah. um, and then you know you, you list a few other rules and, and as you're saying them you're like oh this is really Here bad. We go. like you know this is not good i accept them because i've played golf since i was little mm. but that's really stupid actually when so, you think about it for someone coming in fresh to that scenario you would be questioning quite a bit of it a lot of it yeah mm. it's like the yeah. life of brian where they say why it is written that's why you know <laughs> yeah. that's well, exactly. why would you think yeah. it is written yeah. yeah did did you ever have any issues with hecklers from the crowd speaking of you know not talking while someone's taking the shot did you ever turn around and look at someone and no but i played with curry webb one day when she had a go at a guy for um it must be in the early days of mobile phones actually i was playing with her and, and it, i was actually hitting when when the phone rang so it was my yeah it was my thing. Yeah, you know, it was your shot that was impacted. Yeah, yeah, and Curry just started yelling, yelling, yeah, sternly talking to this guy, which was sort of fair enough because, you know, you don't do it. You don't have your mm. phone on and that sort of thing. But it was kind of my mm. – it was my fight to have, not mm. her sort of thing. So – and and she was a little bit notorious for um, – I do believe – I didn't see it myself, but I do believe she grabbed someone's camera and stepped on it. Oh, yeah. that's hardcore. Yeah, this doesn't go to Queensland, does it? This no. <laughs> Goes nowhere. Right. No one's listening. Yeah, right. Keywords, curry yeah. word, camera. Yeah. Hashtag curry word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but, so no, I don't think I ever, the only time that was that phone ringing, um, no, people who go to golf tournaments, well, at least back then, mm. um, were super, they were golfers. Mm. You didn't really go if you weren't a golfer. Mm. Um, so no, not, not really. Yeah, the these days they're throwing beer, beers on the ground, yeah. everything like oh, that. Come on. Well, the the party that started in America, that um, one of their men's events in Arizona, where they had this party hole, they called it a party hole, and, and pretty much anything would go. You could cheer while they were hitting, and 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 the players were okay with it if you know in advance that's what's going to be like. Yeah. If you got there and all of a sudden you're about to hit and people start yelling, it would be a bit off putting. But yeah. if you know that's going to happen, you can cope with it. You can get mm. mentally prepared for it. But now it seems they're taking it a step further, and I know they live golf event that was in Adelaide uh, a month or so ago mm-hmm. they, some guy had a hole in one or something like that and he's just and some guy threw his um, cup of beer on the you know on the tee and then other people were 
started throwing and all of a sudden there was just, just this sea of oh my god beer, beer and god, cups and closing time at the nightclub very similar. So golf is evolving. Wow. <laughs> it is evolving Pretty in interesting time. ways. <laughs> I tell you what, though, most golf clubs have um, like a lot of people lining up trying to get uh, memberships, don't they? Uh, that was definitely the case probably 30 years ago. Now the golf clubs are trying to get people to walk in the door. They've realised that really? they can't be that exclusive. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So I think that's, that's part of the problem. I think that the, the existing golfers um, grew up in an era where it was exclu- their golf club was exclusive. Mm. You know, mm. you had to be a member. You know, you, you had to have standards, all that sort of stuff. They're finding it difficult to change to make the club welcoming. Mm. For the younger people who absolutely don't, not interested in those no, standards, they're not going to buy into that. No, are they're they? not. So, the older players wonder why their membership keeps going up. Yeah. If they actually could relax and let go of that stuff, there'll be more people in the club. Their memberships wouldn't yeah. go up yeah. as much. So it's a bit of a, a vicious circle, I think, yeah. for golf clubs. But no, I don't think there's there's very few golf clubs that would have waiting lists. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, like Royal Melbourne or someone like that, like that would have mm. waiting lists. I would think. Mm. But having said that, Royal Mel- I've seen some stuff that Royal Melbourne have done where they've been really, you know, doing lots of beginner programs, um, lots of junior stuff. And so, when you got out of professional golf, what happened? Did you come straight back home? Straight back home. Straight back home. Yeah, yeah. If right. I think if I'd retired a couple of years earlier, I think I retired when I was thirty-seven. If I'd retired a couple of years mm-hmm. earlier, I probably would have, um, you know, gone to live in, in Melbourne or or. Sydney or Perth or something like that. But when I when I was thirty seven and I was running out of years to have a child, um, I just thought I just need to go home. I need to go home. You want to settle down? Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. So that'll happen. A bit like my golf career, it just sort of yeah unfolded. Unfolded. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No. Yeah. Great thought put into it or anything like that. Mm. Just, yeah. So. So, and I was, it's the best decision I made. I think mm. if I had retired a couple of years earlier and gone and tried to set myself up in Melbourne or something like that, I think my life would be so different. You know, mm. I just, I probably wouldn't have had a child because I would have been living the high mm. life in Melbourne and yeah. not taking the, doing the right thing, the, doing the, you know, prioritising having the child. So I think this mm. is a great place for. Oh, it's good to yeah. bring your kids up. Yeah, yeah it is. I think, so. not, mm. I think so. It's a great place, yeah. So you have your child. And you're still very much involved with golf. I am. I've got my, my business is golf. Mm. So um, uh, I was at Bunbury Golf Club until May last year, and then I left Bunbury Golf Club. Um, and so for the last year, I've been doing a little bit of junior coaching out at Capel of my existing juniors that I'd sort of raised at Bunbury Golf Club, coming out and having lessons with me. I've just now I've done a deal with the golf club at Capel where I can coach adults as well. So I had my first beginner. I'm just about to finish my first beginner program for over a year, which has been great yeah. to, to see the new you know girls come and, mm. and play and, and like it and get better and that sort of thing. Um, and I've always done golf holidays. So when I was on when I was finishing up on tour, I, I um the last couple of years as in America, I was it was back when we first could book uh, accommodation and flights and stuff online. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Back in those days. <laughs> there was a time when you couldn't do that, Sydney. Yes. So I really enjoyed that side of it, like doing the research and because yeah. you have a fair bit of downtime on tour, you know, yeah, where you're, okay. just not, you're just trying not to exert, you know, wear yourself out. So so I was doing a fair bit of that, like um, sourcing the apartments and that sort of thing because we always used to, my friends had children and stuff like that on tour, so we'd always try and find apartments and we like to play cards and that sort of thing. So the apartment was important. So when I got when I retired, I was like, "That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do golf holidays where I get to organise the accommodation and the, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's, that sounds pretty nice. And I didn't want, I thought, I don't have to play golf. My, yeah. The people that come in the holiday, they can play golf. I'll just watch some tea off and then come back four hours later. And... <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> so I did that for the first couple of years. I was like, oh, that's, like, oh. that, that's when I knew I heard my, uh, what my, yeah. caused my elbow pain was when I actually decided I thought yeah, I right. should have a game of golf when I play, go to my golf holidays. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the first Funny. few I didn't play any golf. I just, um, which mm. was interesting watching, observing Ruston on golfers, how much they love the sport. Yeah, really. Yeah, really interesting. They love it. That's great. I love it. So Crazy. where do you see yourself in, say, another five years? Still doing what you're doing now? Clearly you love it. Works well. Yeah, I think uh, – I don't think I'll ever – I think I've – I think I'm quite inter- interested in coaching and I've started playing cricket and I, I don't want to be a cricket coach um, but I feel myself gravitating towards coaching, you know, like I'm captain of the Colts women's team at the moment. I've had that job for a year or two and I find myself – at training, because we don't really have a coach, mm-hmm. I end up kind of coaching. coaching yelling out, is, telling them what to do. Which is weird because I don't know anything about the technique. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know there's a ball coming at me and I know I have to hit it. That's as about as, as much I know about batting. Um, so when I find myself yelling something out, I'm like, where's that come from? Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? I was like, that's me. That's so embarrassing. I don't know anything about the sport. But, but I'd still, I, I find myself talking a lot about um, not so much the actual technique, mm-hmm. but you know, positive mindset. Yeah. Watch the ball, which is mm-hmm. over. You know, is is not undervalued. Di- or... Undervalued in, in mm, sport. Yeah. In mm. sport. Mm. Um, you know, watch the ball. Watch the ball. So you know, mm. I've had some. You know, I've got a couple. I've got a girl in my team who's um, who's struggled a little bit with anxiety. Really talented cricketer, and a few times she's come out to bat with me, and she's been you know beside herself. You know, what I would have guessed was nerves. I now know that there's a difference between nerves and anxiety. It's not; mm-hmm. a, it doesn't feel like there's a massive difference, but there is a difference to the person who's feeling that. And you know, I'm sitting there going, "She's like, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, so anxious, I'm so anxious." And I'm like, I'm thinking, "What do you know? She's a better cricketer than me. What do I tell this person?" And I just hear myself say, "Just watch the ball." And and her mum said, "That's the best thing you could have said because it focuses her." Yeah, stops something the noise else. up here, I yeah. think, and yeah. So that's so that sort of stuff is quite interesting. Mm. So that's where I can draw on my mm. golf career, what mm. worked for me as a golfer in a very mm. confronting sport, really. Yeah. You know, how can I use that to help you know my golf students and also now in cricket, cricket. I you know the the and the leadership stuff. I think is really um, I really enjoy that side of things mm-hmm. as well. Excellent. Yeah. Well, as you say, it's nice to be able to pass on your learned experiences because there yeah. must have been things, as you say, that you know work. Yeah, and, and I th- when I first started coaching golf, you know, I had you, you don't start a program halfway through it. You start, you know, the little kids and, you know, you, you, you start them off as little kids that can't even get the ball off the ground. And then I remember it took years before I actually had a golfer that I could actually influence mm-hmm. with my experience mm-hmm. you know it, it, pretty much anyone can teach them this is what you do to hit a golf ball in the air but when it, they got to the performance side of things and you know wanting to play tournaments and stuff like that I was like okay now oh my god I'm not ready for this I'm not ready for this what's my baby what wisdom yeah. am I going to pass on wisdom mm. um am I going to pass on yeah. because um I had to like dig quite deep back in my mind like what would I have felt in their shoes so that's been fun like having students that um now need that sort of Mm. advice and actually one of my students just had a hole in one uh, on Sunday and it's gone viral oh really yeah 16 year old girl in the playing the southwest open she um you must be the only people in the world that haven't heard about this (laughs) that's because that's because we don't watch the news anymore Mm. right (laughs) so 
So yeah, she had a hole in one on Sunday um, at, at the Southwest Open at Bunbury Golf Club. Ah. And how good that it was filmed because that allows things to go viral. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And mm. so they had the camera on there because they need that was part of the insurance for the car was they had to have the camera on to verify that it actually went in the hole. It wasn't like a few people mm-hmm. concocted, you know, mm-hmm. let's pretend we had oh, a hole in one. So $60,000 Isuzu uh, dual cab ute. So this girl, she hasn't even got a <laughs> learner's yet. Yeah, yeah it's the best her. story. It's the best story. So she's like a, a one or two handicap. So I started coaching her a couple of years ago. So that's so fun. It's all down to you. No, 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 no. She was a Charlotte before. Brasher? No, no, it was uh, Chloe Viren from oh, okay. Musselton. Yeah. Just saying, I know Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's doing really Charlotte, well. No. Yeah, she's, she's got a lot of talent yeah. for golf, but she's having a little bit of a break at the moment. Oh, okay. Being a teenager. She's got those green hips. Yeah, so, well, that's right. Yeah, so that's so. So I she, she had a lesson with her today, actually, and, and we're doing stuff. Uh, the coaching of her now, because she's such a good golfer, is um, really quite, oh, I don't want to say high level, but it's, it's mm. we change something that makes a massive um, change it's hard to explain but because she's really good the change is small but it's huge for her Impactful. yes yeah whereas yes. when you first start playing golf you know you make a change and it's instant uh, huge mm, improvement mm, mm. her improvements you know making the ball go slightly lower or slightly yeah. higher or something yeah. like that which you know is pretty exciting when you're at that level do you wow. ever find yourself thinking oh i wish someone had told me that when i was your age or a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to um, – there's two things I try not to be um, bitter about. Is One is like when I came through the golf pathway, there was no such thing as scholarships or, mm. or um, um, you know, there was Australian teams, but, you know, there wasn't like these, you know, Australian trainings and stuff like that. It was nothing like that. So, you know, would I have been, you know, better? So I, I don't even think too much about that, but, you know, that's something you could be bitter about. Like, you know, if only I played when I was 30 years ago. If only I'd started now, yeah. would I have been better? Who knows? I suppose it serves no purpose, does it? serves it? no purpose. And the same money. The other one is the, the difference between the men's and women's prize mm. money. Like, because I made pretty good money playing golf. Yeah. But if I'd been a male at the same level, you know, I would be too good to talk to you girls. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. our loss it would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're already feeling the privilege. I still so live in Bunbury, I reckon, if I was a bloke golfer. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's worst place to live. Um, <laughs> Talking about worst places and best places, what's the the best golf course, like the one with the most stunning view or the best golf? Or... Well, um, I've changed my opinion on that because last November, December, I took a group to Queenstown uh, in New Zealand for a mm-hmm. golf holiday and we played at a course called Jack's Point, which is, um, you have to see it to believe it. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's not tricked up or anything like that. It's not a Donald Trump style, yeah. you know, like million dollar waterfalls or anything like that it's just this golf course that's built sort of up a an incline and just looks so when you're walking up the incline if you turn around you look straight at the remarkables um range Mm -hmm. there's a plane coming in that's Mm -hmm. dropping people off to do skydiving Mm -hmm. and you know it's just i don't know if you guys have been to queenstown it's just uh, the best place the best place and it's a great golf course so take it out of queenstown put it Somewhere else, it's still a, it's still a great golf course. So so Jack's Point in um in Queenstown. Queenstown yeah. There you go. And then my long time favourite was Kingston Heath in Melbourne. Just mm. brilliant place. Just a great feel. You drive in. Mm. Probably going to contradict myself because you know I don't like the traditions and all that sort of stuff. But you drive in and it's a very surreal 
um, mystical mm. kind of place. A traditional looking traditional, place, yeah. but there's something about it. Yeah. Can't change your golf shoes in the car park. Okay. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's true. Fair well, enough. at least it was back then when I was playing there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, ridiculous. I That's love it. just gorgeous. Do you have a quote that you like to live by or helped you? No, I don't think so. I, I, I like quotes. I like I, I read them. I, and, um, you know, I was looking through my phone pictures the other day and, and found a couple of good quotes and stuff like that. But I, I think it, a quote is a, only a moment in time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's sort of like that was really important, you know, last week, that quote. Mm-hmm. It's not important at all this week. So mm. um, I, I tell my students, my golf students, especially the kids, that um, it, golf or pretty much life is mm. – it's a marathon, not a sprint, mm. and that's really pertinent for golf improvement. I think mm. for the kids especially, it's they want they see what, what they see what's on TV and they want to be there, yeah. but they don't understand that the journey, the, the journey and and their kids. So why would they understand the journey? And mm. and I I was lucky that I didn't really think like that. I wasn't thinking looking ahead. I was like right in the moment. You know, what's my handicap? It needs to come down, and then it just sort of. In mm. fault, it rolled out in front of me. So, but the kids that are really thinking big time, they they they're trying to sprint, mm. and you, you just cannot. You you have to learn all everything that goes with golf. You have to learn. So, you've got to treat it like a marathon. Mm. Just take it easy. You know, like you've got to. Your improvement will come. Mm. But try telling a child that. It's yeah. really hard. They just <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. want to hear. Let they don't understand. They don't. Yeah. And you're yeah. right, though. You could put that principle to life. In that sense, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, I think how cool. much I've Before you walk, changed. Yeah. You know, things that you used, I used to get bent out of shape about. Now I just go, yeah. oh well, can't control that. So <laughs> yeah. why would I yeah. waste any energy on that? That's good yeah. advice. When when you're younger or at a certain point in your life, you just it's so it's the biggest thing at the moment in, mm. in that time. It's like oh, you get really agitated yeah, about. Now true. you just go, well, what, yeah. why do I get agitated about that? That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. It is very true. Mm. Love so, it. So. Mm. So yeah, that's my life. Life is well, golf is a marathon, not a sprint. Well, a golf game is kind of a marathon, isn't it? Really? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we've loved hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. Thank really. you for coming on. Now, if you have been affected by any of the topics discussed in this conversation, then we will leave links below, as well as links for more show information and to subscribe. Thanks, Shoni. Pleasure. And always remember, every day you are remarkable. <laughs>